1: The weirdest thing, I feel like I'm living in the twilight zone when it comes to my cold brew coffee.
2: Okay. So. You mean your home, your recipe, your make it home cold Well, not brew? the
1: recipe, but the actual cold brew. So you bought me three things of cold brew like last week and three of the, they make them in these like what is it? Like a gallon size? It's not a gallon. Yeah, I think,
2: but- I, I think we have to back up to give this some context. Callie decided uh, that she wanted to perfect a cold brew recipe at home because the Starbucks that's near her office is is still closed, right?
1: From COVID, yeah. So
2: there's no, uh, she doesn't have any coffee available and she doesn't, she doesn't drink coffee. I don't coffee.
1: have any any fancy drinks available. (laughs) She doesn't have any of my liking.
2: She doesn't have any coffee that doesn't taste like coffee available. Yes. So she perfected this recipe that is so close to the vanilla sweet cream cold brew that Starbucks has. And she's been making it for six months and it's great.
1: Yeah. It's really good. I would actually say it's better.
2: Yeah. It's not, It's not it's, it's more consistent. And, it, and it's usually when they screwed up at Starbucks, they err on the side of too sweet. And if you get one that's too sweet, it ruins the whole experience. Yeah.
1: So I started buying cold brew at the store. You can get it. It's like, you know, next to the orange juice is where it is in stores or Target or whatever.
2: What is that thing? A half gallon of just pure, unflavored cold, cold brew, brew coffee.
1: Black cold brew coffee. Yep. I buy the Starbucks brand, which I thought was phenomenal. Then apparently, Starbucks took it away because you know they sell retail to grocery stores and stuff like that. They have Starbucks retail.
2: They probably took it away because people like you, I know, were making it home for for fifty cents a cup and not going into Starbucks well, and spending five bucks. A so
1: cup. I have noticed that what is there in its place is sweet cream vanilla cold brew in a bottle. Like they have taken away the black cold brew and they have added whatever. I can't maybe they didn't take it away. I cannot find it anywhere. So that's part one. Um, so that I have not been able to find in probably two months. So by your suggestions, I don't know how to pronounce the name of this one, but you said, those of you listening and my friends on Instagram said, try stock or stoke. S T-O-K. S-T-O-K. They were like, it's really good you know, try that, tried that, loved it. So then I've been buying that. Well, last week, Jeff goes to the grocery store or earlier this week, maybe like Monday. He's like, Hey, I couldn't find the coffee.
2: It was the last, what
1: was it like Publix or Kroger?
2: uh Uh-huh. It was the last two or three times I went to the store and, and it was multiple stores. It was both Kroger and Publix.
1: Yeah. So I got on the app, gone from Kroger gone from Publix, like to see if I could get an Instacart, like from a, star- a store that was further away. They don't sell it at Whole Foods. What else do we have near us? Um,
2: Trader Joe's fresh market. Trader Joe's doesn't, it
1: uh, doesn't sell it, but maybe I should go to Trader Joe's and try there. I'm sure they have a cold brew.
2: What about the Aldi? That's not Aldi. That's like Lita. It's the other Aldi that's the letter. Oh,
1: work. yeah. I've never been there. But I. the point is, I can't find it. Like, are we having, is there a cold brew shortage? Are we, like, what is going on?
2: Do you like, know what the next challenge is for you? And you could get Kevin to help you because he's such a coffee snob. Hmm. You can get things that allow you to make your own cold brew at home. Right. And then put it, like, in a pitcher in the fridge.
1: Well, I think they, Starbucks still sells, like, the concentrate.
2: We can. No, no, no. This isn't a concentrate. This is like.
1: Oh, that sounds like a lot of work.
2: I don't know how much. It, I don't know how much it. work it is. Like, I think you just make a, p- a pot of coffee. And maybe it's a certain type of like. I don't know. I also I, do I don't know. try. I'm talking, I'm talking out of my butt. I have, yeah, you have ze- no idea. zero idea how cold brew is. made. Um, to be honest.
1: But somebody also said try iced coffee. So I got the Starbucks bottled iced coffee. Disgusting with Not my terrible. recipe. Terrible. Why? Why is iced coffee so much different than cold brew? I don't know.
2: My parents have a philosophy that uh, you you should never fall in love with a retail item because the minute you do, they'll take it off the shelves.
1: That's so depressing. I mean, (laughs) they're not wrong, but that's so depressing.
0: (laughs) The Upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same you are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. This episode is brought to you by Dinner Affair.
1: If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back.
2: My name is Jeff Dollar and today I am grateful for picture text messaging, like iPhone messaging back and forth. the
1: best. It's the best, and
2: we'll talk more about this later. Later this week or or next week, but every morning I send pictures of Ellie to my dad, and I he, thought you
1: were going to say to me at work.
2: I send them to like him. a whole bunch. Some to your family, some to my dad, some to you, whatever. But my dad sent a message yesterday and said, "Hey, take a look at the past couple of pictures you you sent me. There's something weird about Ellie," and he pointed something out that neither that nobody noticed. I didn't. You didn't. I didn't. Whatever. And uh, so we're going to make it, it doesn't, our our Google research.
1: Dr. Google says.
2: Dr. Google says it's not serious, but it's going to be a phone call to the pediatrician just to double check. Yeah. And we never would have noticed it.
1: Which is weird because I feel like I know that kid head to toe because all I do all day is stare at her. But
2: here's the thing. That's the, you see her every single day. Mm. So if something was out of place, you wouldn't notice it because- it's always been there. But if my dad's, you know, looking at these pictures, doesn't see her every day, sees the pictures, and then he's like, wait a minute, was that in the last picture? Wait a minute, was that in the last picture? Oh, wait a minute. Let's take a look. Let's take a closer look at that. And then he sent me a, a text. And then what What did you see the minute I pointed it out to you?
1: I saw it. Yeah. Uh, and it's really not that big of a deal, by the way. We're not trying to make it crazy. I just told Jeff that I didn't want to get specific about it because I didn't want
2: we don't uh, want to. We, we don't want to get 150 diagnoses. Yeah,
1: because that'll freak me out, and just I don't want to go there. Right. So I just we're gonna before, call our pediatrician. Yeah, before we'll let you know that it's not serious, um, but it is worth just asking about. So, so sad. yeah, my name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for wireless keyboards and wireless mice. Do you say mice? Mouses. A wire
2: meese. A wireless meese.
1: (laughs) No, that's moose.
2: I, um, yeah. And by the way, just going back to the, um, because now I feel like we freaked everybody out. It really isn't going, it's something that even if it was serious, appears to have an easy correction. Yeah, she'll be fine. But the thing is, it goes back to what we've talked about on the show before is some, there, some people, I'm sure I've done this too, where if you point something out, And you're like, hey, that, uh, you know, uh, your thumb looks swollen. There are people who immediately go to, oh, yeah, I know somebody who had that. They died four weeks later.
1: Yeah. it's Somebody did that to me with Ellie months ago. And I was like, don't, just stop. And it was about something totally different. And they're like, just so you know. And I'm like, but I, no, that's not something. And I asked my doctor about it and they're like, no. Stop listening to
2: that. (laughs) Right. I know it's really, really rare, but some people get this disease from it only, it's in the Amazon rainforest, but it's called (laughs) Thumbelombolosius. It looks like maybe you've got (laughs) Thumbelombolosius. Like, oh, God. Has she been
1: to the Amazon recently?
2: Never. No. Um, But who knows how it spreads? And once you've got it, there's nothing. They're worms. They eat you from the inside, they start (laughs) in your thumb. Good luck. I'm sure it's not that, though. Have a good day. Good luck sleeping tonight. Bye. So that's why we're not sharing.
1: Speaking of Ellie, I had an epiphany the past two weeks because Ellie has, she's nine months, and she has started doing so many new things that she's like a real human now, like before she kind of sat there and like looked at us. And sometimes she would like cry if she needed something or reach for something, but she is actively discovering things, figuring things out. And it's the coolest. I don't know if you've felt this way, but the past two weeks have been the coolest weeks maybe ever. I I feel
2: like I would have, I would have to sketch this out, but if I was to give somebody a, um, what's it called like an infographic about parenting mm-hmm. i think the first 8 weeks the newborn is similar to an old house cat just keep it warm let it nap a lot keep it fed it's going to be for the most part quiet mm-hmm. sometimes in the middle of the night it'll just wake you up with screaming cries but other than that it's just it's just like house cat then um Then like, as it it progresses, it probably goes through a few, few other animals. And now we're at trainable puppy.
1: Yes, we are at trainable puppy stage. She has figured out how to open and close doors, which she thinks is really interesting. And yesterday or no, two days, sometime this week, I don't know. She started, she wiped my face. Like I was getting near her to give her a kiss and she had a paper towel in her hand. She was playing with a paper towel and she like wiped off my face like we wipe her face after she eats and we haven't said okay now Ellie wipe your face like we haven't prompted her to do that it was something that she saw us do or sees us do to her every day and started doing it to us and started that imitation kind of thing and i was thinking about it and it occurred to me that my whole life i have thought that when you get to as as you get older and especially for parents or any sort of like adults in like a leadership or role in your life seem to be at the point where they know a bunch of stuff and they're the teachers of the things. Right. And I think I assumed when we became parents, we would be the people that knew stuff that teach and they be- teach stuff.
2: Right. And at some point we would sit down. With our child or with our children, and say, "Okay, this is how you wipe your face with an napkin."
1: I mean, kind of like I know right. that sounds silly, but I, I really, I get it's, it. it's kind of been eye opening how much she, at nine months, watches me, watches Jeff, and and repeats our behavior. And the I have decided I don't want to be the one telling her things all the time. I want to improve myself every single day a little bit. So I am leading by example for her and not just when she's around, but the the decisions that I make in my life, I want it to be the decision I would hope Ellie would make. Um, And when I fail, because I will, I want her to know that and I want her to see me fail. And I want to tell her what that feels like and that it's okay and that you can always come back from that. But my epiphany was, this is not the start of, okay, I'm kind of done growing and I know things and I'm going to pass them on to Ellie. It's No, it's game time. It's game time for me to be in a constant state of learning and growing and developing myself to be better every single day. And I I have been doing that for years, kind of in this, in this quest of, you know, the upside and, you know, being a little bit better, the desire to being a little bit better every day. But until this point, it's been kind of just, okay, yeah, like I want to be a little bit better every day. And now I feel like, no, I have to be better every Cause day. Because you
2: got somebody watching you.
1: Because I've got someone watching me and our kids, like, They watch us, and I feel like...
2: Little sponges.
1: They are sponges, and if you are telling them things, but you're not showing them things... Yeah. You know, I think the showing is is a huge part of it. Every choice we make, the way we treat each other, the way we... You know what I mean? Like, you cut someone off in traffic, and you start yelling, like, your kids see that. And you know everybody makes mistakes everybody you know does things they're not super proud of but i think living with that intention of hey people are watching me and watching my behavior who do i want to be and who do i want to teach other people to be
2: i um think that yesterday i taught i may have started i was intentional about teaching ellie the word no because she wants to eat the little pebbles that are in the bottom of our gas fireplace. Like, I think they're there for like whatever reason. And she kept scooting over there. And so I would say, I would say her name to get her attention. Then I would say, no, Ellie, no, Ellie, no. And I think by the third time, like, but then she would ignore me and then try to eat Mm -hmm. the rocks. So then I would have to get up and physically relocate her. And the third time that she did it and I said, Ellie, no, she paused for a minute and then she turned and scooted somewhere else. Oh, So I think she was like associating no with like, okay. And she just found with another.
1: Like my dad doesn't want me to do that.
2: Yeah. So I just thought
1: I, oh, it was so neat. It's, it's so neat. So ne- Isn't it blowing your mind?
2: Yeah. Can I ask you? Here's what I would like to do. Can we like te- just one thing. Can we just like.
1: If it has to do with anything about teaching her behavior like a dog, the answer is
2: no. Not teaching her behavior like a dog. But what if we, in this house, effective immediately, instead of calling Lily and Sadie dogs, what if we called them like, what if we called them farts?
1: No, this is Jeff. Jeff wants to do this. This comes up in our house over dinner, probably once a month. Like, hey, let's teach her that one word means a totally different word. Yes.
2: No. Because then when she goes to school like kindergarten and she'll be in class and then she'll say, and the teacher will say, okay, let's all meet Ellie. And then Ellie will be like, I live at home and my mommy lives there and my daddy lives there and we have two farts. And it'll- You
1: think you're so funny.
2: That teacher will tell that story for years to come. That will become a generational story in that family.
1: Yeah. And it'll make her (laughs) feel so dumb. We're not, no. Veto.
2: And she'll passion, the best part about it would be she'll passionately argue that she lives with two farts because she won't know any different. It's the perfect time to do that. No. With COVID and stuff, she's at home more than. than No.
1: No. The answer is no.
2: That's not the least bit funny to you?
1: No. No. It's mean to me.
2: Mm. Mm. Just, it's like a social experiment.
1: No, not with our child.
2: And sleep on it, and they'll get back to me.
1: No, you brought this up at least once a month for like since I was pregnant. The answer is no.
2: All right, I brought up the podcast idea, the wedding podcast idea, Mm -hmm. which was involving circling the wet. Like if you had to, if your wedding involved a story where you had to circle the wagons around, something happened on the. Wedding day. I take that back. It's not your wedding. But if something happened on a wedding that you were involved in, on a wedding day that you were involved in, where you had to circle the wagons around the bride because she couldn't know something, Mm -hmm. I think that would be a great podcast. Interview the person or the people involved. Talk about the lengths they went to to keep that information from the bride. And I realized after the show yesterday, after we recorded it, I have one of those stories. My old co-worker, my co she's a co-worker of mine at the Birch Show. The night before her wedding, a drunk driver slammed into her parked car that was in front of her house. And she was spending the night at the either at the venue or at hotel. a hotel or at a hotel to get mm-hmm. ready with her um
1: bridesmaids. Her
2: bridesmaids. And Her fiance called me. He was also a a friend, and he called me, and he said, "Uh, so Tracy's car, destroyed, totaled. It's parked in front of our house, and I don't know what to do because it was part of an endorsement deal, so I don't know if I should just put it in the garage or if I should have it towed somewhere. Can you take care of it? So the morning of her wedding, I had to, like, track down the salesperson for the endorsement, get to call the dealership, coordinate a tow truck. I can't remember how it all turned out, but the big thing was like, do not tell Tracy that that happened on her wedding day.
1: Didn't that happen with us, with with our beer at our wedding?
2: Yes, we have a story too.
1: I don't remember the exact story because you didn't tell me until like two months later.
2: Our beer and liquor was a gift. Our beer and wine. Our beer and wine, rather, was a gift from my best man.
1: A very generous gift.
2: Very generous gift. He owns restaurants. Right. So um, wonderful restaurants in the Atlanta area. Canoe.
1: Aria. Aria,
2: Ted's Montana Grill. So um, his name is George. He arranged to have, to gift us the beer and the wine at our reception. And there were some hoops that had to be jumped through because of liquor licenses and whatnot. So he had one of his managers coordinate it with the wedding venue. The manager jumped through all the necessary hoops, got everything done. The delivery was set uh, for the morning of our wedding. It showed up, no beer. So the guy didn't order beer, only ordered wine. And George found out about it the morning of the wedding, because they, he had to sign for the receipt or sign for the liquor license or whatever. He's like, where's the beer? I'm like, yeah, you didn't order any. So he had to go buy beer, put it in his own car, <laughs> and deliver it.
1: The morning of the wedding.
2: The morning of the wedding. But because of the way liquor laws or whatever work, the beer that was supposed to be deli- like nothing could get returned to the store. So he ended up with an extra like 20 cases of beer.
1: Which we wound up
2: with. Which we wound up with.
1: Yeah. And at the time, it was great because we had the lake house at the time. Yeah. So we just, we stocked our fridge for like a good six months after our wedding. Um, but yeah, that was, and I don't think he, he didn't tell you until after it was done.
2: He told me at lunch um, because I just wanted to go to like a little sandwich shop, a little deli thing. Yeah. And- He's like, are you sure you don't want to go to a steak dinner? You know, you have like a fancy restaurant. I want to go or- to like
1: Henri's, right? Yeah. Now.
2: I just want to go to a casual. I'm like, nope, I don't want, I don't want a big steak. I don't want fancy wine. I want a turkey sandwich and an ice cold Coke. That's what I want. And he's, and he goes, I gotta be honest. I'm glad we're here. It's been a hectic morning. Rather than having to put on like a suit and go to a fancy place. Yeah. I'm like, what happened? And he told me. I don't think I told you until the next day, but.
1: I don't even know if it was the next day. It was a while, but yeah. Good times. Wedding stress.
2: Um, All right. I want to make a a quick, bold prediction. I just want to say this out loud. I think telephone calls are making a comeback. Why? Because nobody likes to talk on the phone less than me. And I have found myself over the past month or two ramping up to enjoying phone calls more.
1: Oh, that's interesting you say that because yesterday you told me. That I had to call the pediatrician because you didn't like talking on the phone.
2: No, I told you I had to call the pediatrician because I had a 90-minute recording session Mm -hmm. with one of our clients Mm -hmm. um, and 78 things on my to-do list Mm -hmm. and had Steve Donovan coming over, so I had to get our show done early. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that had nothing to do with not wanting to talk on the phone.
1: I know, but when I said, you said, why do you want me to call? And I go, because I hate talking on the phone. You're like, I hate talking on the phone too. So that was your reason.
2: Oh, well, that was the reason I said. Doesn't But I have found my, <laughs> Caught like,
1: in a lie.
2: I did yesterday. I was talking to, I was texting with somebody and finally I'm like, this is too much. And I just picked up the phone and called.
1: I feel like you think that you don't like calls, but you are on an awful lot of phone calls.
2: I don't like phone calls until I make them.
1: Okay, I understand. So you don't like this, scheduled phone calls, but when you need to call someone, you like it. When you have th- something that you would need to I explain. I
2: think I'm not going to like it. But then once it happens, I'm like, oh, this is good to catch up. <laughs> but, but the anxiety of but like. You
1: have that way about um, hanging out with people in person too. It, almost every time you're like, I'm going to hang out with this person or I'm going to go do this thing. And you're like, oh, I don't really want to go. Should I bail? I feel like I shouldn't. And then afterwards you're like, oh my God, it was so good. It was so. I feel like that's changed. Yeah.
2: I feel like I'm a good. different, I feel like I, I am coming out of the pandemic, a different person that went in. I'm like the cow in the movie Twister. Like, I was just hanging out in a field one way, and all of a sudden, the the twister COVID comes, spins me all around, sets me down. I'm a different cow in a different field. Completely different mindset. Moo.
1: One of my favorite things to do with our family is to throw some meat on the grill, and we can do this. Anytime we want on any given night, and we know that we have the best meat because we get regular shipments from ButcherBox. ButcherBox is a no-brainer for meat lovers and it's a staple in the dollar house. Each month we get a box of nine to eleven pounds of meat shipped right to our doorstep. It's packed fresh, shipped frozen, and it's vacuum sealed. We keep a stock in our freezer and then we pull out our favorites every week. So we always have high quality, humane mainly raised meat, ready to go celebrate the end of summer right now when you sign up as a new member of butcher box they're going to give you chicken burgers and hot dogs for free in your first box once you sign up you can choose your type of box and your frequency and they have four curated boxes that you can choose from where they've kind of put together what um the you know some boxes for you or you can choose the customize option which is what we do and so you get exactly what your family loves we always make sure to keep ground beef and chicken breast in our rotation and everything else we change it by the season. Our last box, we did a lot of red meat options because we love steak in the summer. Butcher Box wants you to enjoy the rest of the summer with this special deal. Butcher Box is giving our listeners a special offer of three pounds of chicken breasts, two pounds of burgers, and one pack of hot dogs for free. Right now, new members can get this special deal when they sign up at butcherbox.com upside. That's butcherbox.com com slash upside.
2: Lower your credit card interest rates and save with a credit card consolidation loan from Lightstream today. You can get funded today. It's possible. Truly, loan from anywhere from $5,000 to $100,000 with rates starting at 5.93% APR with auto pay and excellent credit. Lightstream believes the people with good credit deserve a better loan experience. That's exactly what they deliver. A credit card consolidation loan is going to be convenient because it's going to consolidate all of those different credit card due dates down into one. You're going to make one payment. The rate's not going to change for the life of the loan, and there are absolutely no fees. For Upside listeners, you can apply now. You can get a special interest rate discount and save even more. But the only way to get this is to go to lightstream.com slash upside. That's L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M.com slash upside. Subject credit approval rates range from 5.93% APR to 19.99% APR and include a 0.5% auto pay discount. Lowest rate requires excellent credit. Terms and conditions apply and offers your subject change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash upside for more information.
1: Whatever you're getting into as we wrap up the end of the summer, make sure you're doing it in comfort and in style. Third Love creates high quality Underwear, sleep, and loungewear delivering life changing comfort your body loves being in. If you haven't been to the Third Love site recently, you have got to go check it out. I first fell in love with Third Love because of their bras. The classic t shirt bra is the most comfortable bra I have ever worn, and I replaced all of my old bras with Third Love classic t shirt bras because they are amazing. They are so comfortable. And I got to tell you, when I logged on to their new site, they have a rewards program and they have like backdated the rewards. So I logged on yesterday and I already had points in there from all of my other purchases. It was awesome. Anyways, now they have expanded on offering us comfort. They have a lounge collection, a sleep collection, everyday underwear, and more. And the coolest thing is when you find something you love, you can order it as a kit. So my favorite bra, I can get the black one. I can get the nude one. I can get a strapless version and I can get that together as a kit for a discounted price. I'm confident when I make new purchases from Third Love because they have such incredible customer service and they stand behind every single one of their products. So if you don't love it, returns and exchanges are free and they make the process so easy. Third Love knows you deserve to feel comfortable and confident 24 seven. So right now they're offering our listeners 20% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com upside now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 20% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com upside for 20% off today.
2: Today is quote of the day. I am not afraid of storms because I am learning how to sail my ship.
1: Today is three random things brought to you by Brown & Company Jewelers. My first random thing is Martin Van Buren was the first president to be a true United States citizen. All previous presidents were born as British subjects.
2: I don't know what number president he is, but I never thought about that before but that makes perfect sense.
1: Yeah, let me look up Van Buren. He's like the, yeah, okay, eighth.
2: Do you is know, it? did you ever know that? Pres- he's from
1: New York. He's from Kinderhook, New York. Do you know where that is?
2: I don't, but aren't, I mean, how, there were what, only four states back then? Thirteen? Thirteen original colonies? Oh,
1: it's near so that's, Coxsackie?
2: That's what she said.
1: That You know where that is.
2: Know where, where it is?
1: Um, it's south of, it's southeast of Albany.
2: Can Cox. And Schenectady.
1: Schenectady.
2: Schenectady. I know where Schenectady is.
1: Yeah. Anyway, so he was from there and apparently he was the first one that was actually born in the United States.
2: Cocksacky would be a great word to. Is that how you
1: say it?
2: Not sure. But if that's how we say it when we train Ellie, that that's actually what a house cat is. Oh my gosh.
1: Uh, my second random thing I is... I want to
2: adopt a cocksacky, but we have two farts and we can't. That's what my dad said.
1: You are not right. Uh, my second random thing is cranes are built using cranes.
2: Yeah, that's always fascinated me. And the logical part of my brain doesn't allow me to understand how that because works. Because it's
1: like the chicken or the egg?
2: Yeah. Like how, where, where, how does the first part get put on? And then how does it get tall enough to put parts on top of it. Without itself. toppling over? No. Just how does it physically do it? Mm. Because if crane is only, like if a crane's 20 feet high, and then you're going to put another 20 feet section on, t- on top of that. It has to go up to at least 40 feet high, right? You know what I'm saying? So mm. how does it get up that high to put the other piece on? Which is fascinating to me.
1: Well, I think they do the arm part on the bottom.
2: But that means. And then th-
1: they build the tower. What? So the long arm of a crane, right? Yeah, it's like an L, right? Yeah, like an upside down L.
2: Oh wait! So So, they put that on, and then so they
1: put that on, like on flat on the bottom, right? Then they start building under it, I would think, and then it the point of it is probably tipped on the ground, and they probably use a crane to lift that side up.
2: I stand. My mind won't let me figure that out.
1: Yeah, it it's a little.
2: I'm sure there's something. like I guarantee you I can find in two minutes a time lapse Google or oh, sure yeah, time lapse YouTube video. But of, it's
1: got to be pretty complicated because remember when that crane got stuck in Atlanta? Like what was that like a year ago or something? And it took them like weeks, weeks.
2: Well, I don't think it was that long. I think you're being a little crane traumatic right now. <laughs> I think it was like a week what and a half. Wrong with you today,
1: that's a long time. Well, long I know, but the crane
2: fell over into a building. Oh. Like then they gotta straighten it and secure it and all that stuff. Mm. I think you you're like that's a long time. I think a week and a half to take down a giant metal thing that's two hundred feet in the air that's leaning. Mm. That's, that's actually pretty impressive.
1: And my third random thing is, while filming Dumb and Dumber, Jim Carrey had his crown temporarily removed. The chipped tooth in the front that he had is actually real and a result of a childhood fight.
2: That's funny. Isn't
1: that funny? And those are my three random things.
2: All right. I want to say something, and I intentionally save this to the end of the show because I didn't want to say it at the beginning and then have people think it was going to go in a different direction and get mad and stop listening because it's a sensitive subject. So I intentionally am doing this at the end of the show, but I,
1: I love how you're like on the upside, we don't get into this.
2: I'm not going to get into it. I'm just going to say something. I'm just going to talk about the way I feel after the past day or day and a half. Okay. I posted something on Instagram and it was a question and Callie and I have talked about this. We are vaccinated Mm -hmm. and, um, we believe that that that's the, the right way to handle the pandemic, right? COVID. Mm-hmm. There are people who don't want to get the vaccination for various reasons. And there's a such a huge divide between the people who think getting vaccinated is the right thing to do and we need to do it. And the people who don't want to do it for whatever reason, they don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. And I was genuinely curious about people who didn't get vaccinated on their reasons why. And specifically um what they would do if they had to end up in the in the hospital right your so your reasoning being my reason being that well i don't you, i i don't want to get into it oh okay i mean, this isn't about the vaccination okay stuff
1: okay got like, it. proceed
2: yeah i'm going to put something on instagram with the results of my unofficial survey but it's not it has nothing to do with the vaccination okay got it well, here's what i found out i talked to probably 100 people a few of them were were outliers, like they were very passionate about, and they fell into really two categories: government or religion.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Very passionate. And there was no, like they were <laughs> emote, there was an intensity from minute one. Yes. So but there so those are very few. The majority of the rest of the people I talked to I had terrific, civil, positive conversations that people who, there are people who have not gotten vaccinated who are genuinely fearful. Like it's a true, it's, they are scared and th- they are, they don't want to speak out or even ask about it because of the judgment that I just, It just felt really good to have a human – and I didn't – I went in with an open mind. Mm -hmm. Like, I wasn't going to – I'm not trying to talk anybody into getting vaccinated. I'm not trying to talk anybody into changing – adjusting their reasons for not getting vaccinated. That wasn't the point. I just wanted to know. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: And the conversation – You were
1: collecting data.
2: Yeah. And the conversations, if I had 100 of them, 90 of them were good, productive – pot. I learned stuff. I have more, I have more empathy to use our new favorite word toward people who aren't getting vaccinated right now. I still don't agree with their decision mm-hmm. um, because of my beliefs. And if they asked, I shared my position on the subject, but if they didn't ask, I didn't share because mm-hmm. I'm not trying to talk them into it. I just wanted to know. And Once you listen, it gave me a whole, so if somebody did ask me now, like I would have a whole different approach. And I, and I think differently now of people who are choosing not to get the vaccination and I'm not going to go into it on the show because we're keeping the upside, a like kind of a news debate, political vaccination free zone stuff. But people, it just, it made me feel good about people. People are just people and you have to talk to them as a.
1: There's a person behind every single thing.
2: Person. There's a person behind yeah, there's every a person. Thing.
1: There's a human behind every single person.
2: Right. And it's just, we just live in such a dangerous world where it's so easy to clump and lump people into mm-hmm. things, mm-hmm. the groups and say, you're in this group and this is who you are and this is what you're like. and yes they're members of this group but everybody's story is individual yeah and once you talk to them you're like yeah i can understand i don't have to agree with it but i understand it Mm -hmm. i can understand why you feel the way you do so i just that made me that part of the experiment made me feel better than i thought it would and i wanted to share that so that's all
0: Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Today's episode was brought to you by Dinner Affair, the official meal kit for families. Visit dinneraffair.com slash upside for your exclusive discount. We would love to stay in touch with you by text. Text the word upside to 800-434-5454 and then save it in your phone as Callie and Jeff.
1: I think we all have things that when we do them, We're like, ah, I can't believe I did that. You know what I mean? Those moments where.
2: It's like slamming, like locking your keys in your car.
1: And the second you do it, you're like, ah.
2: And there's always the worst part about.
1: Actually, I've never done that. Knock on
2: wood. The worst part about locking your keys anywhere or like locking yourself out of something or locking doing something like that is there's a split second when it's too late when you realize it.
1: Yes, I did that the other day. I left my ID badge in my office and my office is like a security swipe situation. So you can't get in without an appropriate badge. And a lot of people don't, like you have to be someone that works in that office to be able to open it. So it's not like I could just go down the hall, find some random person and be like, hey, can you badge me in here? Like
3: Like I had to put my tail
1: between my legs, call security, whatever. Yeah. So a couple days ago, I realized I was so proud of myself. I got up early, I was gonna make dinner. It was a crock pot meal, but you know, I mean, whatever. A meal's a meal, food is food. I put my chicken in the crock pot. I pour the salsa over it. I'm excited for my lunch. Then I get a text message from Jeff Dollar. And what, I left at four, he probably noticed it like, 7.30 7.30 or 7, 7.45, uh, text me, hey, you didn't turn the crock pot on.
2: Womp, womp. So
1: I left chicken. I prepared my dinner. And chicken, as you know, if you've listened to this show for some period of time, we don't mess with chicken. Yeah. So I don't know. You know, I, I thought I turned it on. <sighs> so. No salsa chicken for me. But it's it, like you said that, and I was like, no, what a dumb... Mistake, and I'm so proud of myself all
3: morning. Hey, Callie and Jeff.
0: Um, I love the idea, um, the wedding stories. I think that, honestly, this probably happens more than you would think. I have a story. I was a maid of honor for my best friend in her wedding several years ago. Her mom had hired um, some family friends to be the bartenders to save a little bit of money. And I walked up to the bar right after the ceremony, like the reception just began, and the bartenders were hammered, like so, so, so drunk, couldn't form coherent sentences, uh, had no business being at the wedding, let alone serving the guests. Um, And so in, you know, a stealthy maid of honor move, I um, arranged pickup, I shuffled away the two drunk bartenders, and then um I got behind the counter and was serving some drinks until another family friend came over and relieved me so that I could go dance and enjoy the reception. So circled the wagons, got the drunk bartenders out of there so that the show could go on. Anyway, I hope you get some funny stories. I'm excited to hear them. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Jeff, I could have totally done without the knowledge about the ketchup ramekin. Grapings as I had a very fancy dinner last night in the town of Breckenridge, and they brought me ketchup in a ramekin, and I used that ketchup, so
2: thanks for that, love you guys, bye. If you've got some brain fog, if you've got a headache, if you just don't have the energy that you think you should have, it might be dehydration. So many people are dehydrated, and they don't even know it. One way you can cure that is by drinking a ton of water and make it a ton of trips to the bathroom. Another way you can accelerate the rehydration process is with liquid IV. Liquid IV uses cellular transport technology, which is the optimal ratio of glucose, sodium, and potassium to deliver water and nutrients right into your bloodstream. So one stick of delicious liquid IV mixed into a glass of water is going to hydrate you or rehydrate you faster than water alone. Now, let me give you an idea with liquid IV. If you've got a big weekend coming up, make sure that everybody on the guest list hydrates before the party with liquid IV, and then they have it available after the party. Because not only are you going to get the hydration, but you're also going to get potassium, vitamin C, a bunch of great stuff right to your bloodstream. You can get your liquid IV in bulk at Costco or save 25% off. Go to liquidiv.com slash upside at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you get better hydration today using promo code upside at liquidiv.com.
3: Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise.
2: What a wonderful day!
3: It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG 13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13.
0: Hey, Jeff. If you really want to get some good wedding stories off of Reddit, check out the subreddit Wedding Shaming. And it is a gold mine of stories. Some of them are really really cringy but some of them are pretty much in line with what you want to do but good luck see ya bye oh my gosh guys this weekend I was working on this new um product line we're launching and a lot of (laughs) it's only three items were on sale but I had to retype and restructure and retype so many times I legit looked up on my phone (laughs) Am I spelling the word was right? Like, was this price? Now is this price? W A S. But I spelled it so many times. I'm like, am I spelling wa- was? Is it W U Z? Could not spell W A S. I spelled it so many times. <laughs> so, same. Love y'all. Bye. Hi, calling about episode. Um, I think I. I can't remember the number, but about the odd jobs. Um, one, Jeff, 15 is outrageous in 10 years. Um, I had in from 15 through college, um, I think three total jobs. Um, but my oddest one was in college. I was a class checker um, to make sure the SEC, I think a lot of the sports programs have, have this C school, but we're class checkers to make sure the athletes go to class and stay in their class. We have to stay 15 minutes before to make sure they're there and stay 15 minutes after to make sure they don't leave. And then we have to report on them. So that's probably the oddest job I've had. Um, And yes, I think I worked three or maybe four jobs during a span of college, 15 through college. So 15 is a lot. Thank you.
3: Callie Jeff, it is Steve from Apopka weighing in on the berber gerber baby food jar screw and nut holder my dad growing up he was an engineer and so he did the same thing except he mounted the gerber jars underneath the overhead shelf above his workbench what he didn't do was work for osha and never realized that the vibrations of his workbench would cause the jars to become unscrewed and drop onto the workbench becoming nothing more than a glass-bottled bomb. And as far as the blue or gray screw container, you receive those at two points in your life. The first is usually as a housewarming gift, and the second is after your fourth trip to the big-box hardware store for screws, you decide to go ahead and pull the trigger and buy one of those and have a lifetime supply of nuts, bolts, washers, and whatnot. Keep up the good work. Thanks. Bye. Bye.
0: If you do a kind act for someone, your karma that you receive or your good energy that you put out in the world or whatever terms you want to put that in is not dependent upon the person completing that transaction with the intent in which it was given. Do the good deed and stay upsidey.